Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Respect Podcast. It is the year of 2022, 2021 in the books and how garbage it was, at least for the latter half for the Montreal Canadiens. Join alongside me, Mackie, for the first time in this new year. A happy new year to all of you and a belated uh, holiday uh, spirit um, <laughs> be granted to you. <laughs> but uh, here we are with <laughs> Alex and Justin. Alex, how are you? Happy New Year, buddy. I'm good, man. Happy New Year. Thank you. It's, uh, I don't know if it's good to be back, actually. It's good to be talking to you guys, but sucks to be talking about what we're about to talk about. Which is the Montreal uh, yeah, Hopefully Canadians. better things this year. I guess, like you said, second half of 2021 sucked. But uh, hopefully better to come in the second half of 2022. And uh, over to Justin. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, New Year, Christmas to you both. And uh, yeah, the Habs, wow. Laval Rocket or Habs, whatever they are, doing great these days. So we kind of uh, left you guys for a while. So we're happy to be back. We're just going to kind of shoot the shit, talk about some stuff yes. relating to the Habs, relating to the new year. And uh, yeah. That is correct. Uh, I want to welcome aboard. We actually have some viewers uh, right off the bat. All we've right. got Peyton. Uh, we've got uh, Anthony. And we have Steph Cote, Steph C, as we know him. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight, uh, the No Respect Podcast. Uh, as as we just mentioned, guys, uh, it's uh, it's been a while since we've done an episode. Um, we've, uh, you know, uh, had the holidays. We've had the fact that the Montreal Canadiens have not given us much to talk about these days with the stoppage. Uh, I think it's inclusively until January 8th now. Um, but we did want to come in at least to give you guys... Uh, 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 a sign of life uh, and obviously wish you guys a happy new year and talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens and um, you know what what we want to do actually for this podcast is is focus on the positive because that's where we're our best you know um, and it, just because it's not really giving us the product of the Montreal Canadiens is not allowing us to do that right now uh, we need to reflect we need to go back um, in time to feel uh, what it meant to be a, a Habs fan that was happy um, and we have to look back at the playoffs uh, 2021 uh, which was uh, was fantastic so we want to go over those moments with you just to start off at least today's episode what were your favorite moments that's the question for today's start of the episode we'll see if you guys have any other questions and the year in review what were some big moments for you guys we'll get into all of that stuff today and again for stopping by a huge thank you liking subscribing helps out the page tremendously so please consider that if you would if you would like um but so let's start off from there guys the jumping point which is positivity and your top moments as we look back at this year for the montreal canadians 2021 which is in the books um you does anybody want to go first anybody that doesn't want to name uh, something that's too too obvious off the bat maybe i, I can go first oh go ahead oh go ahead alex, go. Go ahead, alex. but if you choose yeah, mine i'm gonna uh, hate you forever so no i'll go for something more obscure and uh, to start it off a bit negatively, which I'm pretty good at, we know Cole Caulfield's been struggling this year. But a uh, big moment that stood out to me last year was his goal against Vegas, where uh, he popped it around. I think it was it Derek England. I don't know who it was. No, it was, I think one it was, I think it was uh, uh, McNabb. No. Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. 
and then shelved it on Robin Leonard after Robin Leonard had been talking shit in the media. Mm -hmm. That was just a fantastic moment. And bringing it back to Caulfield, look, he's struggling this year, but the team is just awful. He has that potential. He has it in him. And I think that goal shows that. And then another moment that I loved was Mitch Marner's delay of game penalty. <laughs> just that that scene, that shot of him in the penalty box, that was incredible. That'll stick with me forever. And uh, yeah, those are my two no, picks. And no one was near him. He was. He had like, oh, exactly, he had like yeah. five seconds to do whatever he wanted with the puck, and he sent it into the into the yeah. non-existent crowd. It was great. That is true. That was a great moment. Uh, nice pick, uh, Justin. Do you have anything to follow up? We can we can yeah. uh, again uh, throw it to the crowd here and see if uh, if anybody has any big moments that they want to talk about. Um, obviously, we're looking at the playoffs right now. Maybe there were some big moments that we're we're not thinking of uh, right now for uh, for the regular season. But please think about that and and let us know in the chat if you may. Uh, Justin, go ahead. One of the good moments for me was the off season from last year so not this past uh offseason but the one where we acquired josh anderson tarla tofoli and the kind of player well, Corey perry like the players that made up the the cup run and one of the funnest parts of watching the season last season was the first like 10 games where tyler tofoli was on a tear he was destroying the vancouver canucks and just scoring some just nasty goals and I think those first like 15 games of the season everyone was putting the Habs up there as like cup contenders which was like weird for us to hear and then obviously they came back down to earth during the regular season but they ended up being cup contenders so so some people were right there um so yeah the beginning of the season for sure for me was was one of the highlights and I'm trying to say stuff that's not part of the playoffs because those are some there's some obvious moments there. Um, but another one is Cole Caulfield, Caulfield coming in and scoring those two OT goals at the end of the regular season to kind of start off his, uh, I mean, his career in the NHL. So that those were just incredible. Like, And those kind of sealed the deal. Well, I don't know if at that point we were already in the playoffs. Were we already in the playoffs by the time that he was he had joined the team? Uh, or we, it was still, uh, no, we no, hadn't no. clinched he yet. Just came, no, he had come in for the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and got in a couple of games because he had those OT winners. Remember in like three on three, which were nasty snipes before then? Yeah, but no, that's that's what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but are you talking about in the playoffs or before? The no, playoffs? no, no. I was talking about in the, in the regular season, but I was asking if we had clinched oh, a spot in the regular season before that but anyway i think it was i don't think it was clinched but we were pretty much guaranteed yeah yeah okay yeah. so anyway he played a huge part in us making the playoffs <laughs> for sure <laughs> uh but yeah there's there's obviously the the moments in the playoffs that like there's countless moments i could i could uh say one just to start it off the i think it was the first or second goal we scored was the paul byron like superman oh, yeah. diving goal that one was insane shout Shout out to Peyton Kamara in the chat that mentioned that Paul Byron's goal versus oh, the Leafs was awesome. the best moment. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. That was nasty. That was nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could we could list off like probably twenty moments from the playoffs. I don't know if you, Mackie, you probably have some 
Yeah, low key, low key. The other one with Paul Byron, since we're on the topic of uh, DJ Pauly B, uh, was the feed off of the two on O there against oh, Vegas, yeah, yeah, where yeah. Josh yeah. Anderson. That was absolutely gross. Um, yeah. So not to mention yeah, Flurry think- handing us that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Steph Cote uh, says Carey Price in general, absolute monster, and obviously the OT Lecky game six winner versus Vegas. This is the one that is obviously historic for all of us. I think um, Alex drove down from Windsor. Um, we were all in uh, actually Mega Breaches, who's in the chat. Want to welcome him. Um, we were at his house. Uh, our buddy Pat, um, all looking uh, during the COVID time, and of course uh, um, during this 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 current situation, which is still not over. But at the time, we're watching in the garage because that was the only way that we could do that uh, to to respect the regulations. Um, and we were all watching uh, a group of friends and seeing it on Saint Jean with a good old paps in our hands multiple paps that were on the floor already emptied um pizza from pizza pizza good old uh, quebecois beer paps yeah you know it was it was uh the most electric moment of our lives uh i i'm as a habs fan like that was so insane like to witness that to be with friends um maybe you guys have some anecdotes that you guys want to share where were you what were you doing were you stroking one out i don't know you let us know but at this day i know i know listen we're a little there's not a lot to talk about let's be honest um but yes um that I moment just, is going to go down as as just such a magical moment for all of our 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 fan within for 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 Montreal Canadiens. I just remember losing my voice so many times <laughs> during the playoffs and I'd come into work and like be in meeting like a meeting or something and I'd just be like hello and <laughs> and the people were like what is wrong with you? And yeah, that was a that was a great moment for me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Surcut says the refs being the best officials in game three of the Vegas series. Yeah, oof. I guess. Oof. Um, Big oof there. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucked. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, when you look back at 2021, it's such a weird year, you know, uh, because obviously what we're witnessing right now heading into 2022 and, and what we've witnessed in the past Omicron. You know, three months three three months of hockey it's been absolutely brutal um for the montreal canadians one of the worst you know uh seasons for us um as a team i think historically uh, and where we were the stanley cup finals which is the top of the top you know the fall from grace has been absolutely dramatic so to to look back at this this year where during the regular season we were up and down and not many people believed in us. And I obviously, you know, we're, we're um, we like to be positive, but it wasn't, you know, the greatest regular season for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and then to get to where we were at and to be there now again and even worse, it's just a weird year. It's just a weird year. Like you had Mark Bergevin that has come and gone within this year after an off season that, you know, let's be fair here. I don't think anybody was saying that this was dramatically a terrible offseason right now looking back at it hindsight of course it looks terrible but we acquired different pieces obviously some things didn't go the right way with the Yasperi Kotkaniemi's getting signed to the offer sheet and stuff like that but when you reflect on this year what do you like 
I don't know how if you can explain it, but what do you think about it? Like, is is it positive? Is it is it worth what we're feeling right now for you guys? Like what we experienced. I mean, it it makes me believe in in the hockey gods because it's like they gave us this. Like, I guess it it was a bittersweet because we didn't actually win the cup, um, but we got so close and it felt like we would be able to maybe make the playoffs again and be a competitive team. And then we just fell so hard as, as you said. So it's like so up and down, like the feeling was so high in the playoffs and now it's so low, just thinking about the Habs these days. So it's, yeah, if the hockey gods exist, they're, they're cruel. And um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. Cause I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sad these days just thinking about the Habs. <laughs> To be honest, did you guys see the lineup actually for the last the game versus uh, Florida? It's crazy. It's it's. Well, I, I'll try and the, put it up on action? screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's basically like there's uh, the fourth line is missing a player, and the yeah. third defensive line is missing a player. So there's five defensive <laughs> and yeah. eleven forwards, and then it's Montambo and fucking McNiven as the goalies, like. It's like this yeah. lineup is 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 you can't even recognize it. Right. No. Here, let me let me try putting it up on screen. But yeah, of course. This talk whole, amongst, uh, amongst this... yourselves. Well, I'm I'm gonna come back to my question for you, Alex, before we get into maybe the the news. Oh, it's a great picture that you got there. Oh, take that. a look. Okay, you loan in on the first line. That's a that's a hurry. Um, we've got. <laughs> We're kidding. Fourth line. That looks like my junior A lineup, dude. When <laughs> when, when somebody had like a, a soccer practice at the same time or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, <laughs> this is bad. Um, yeah, but that's a little bit of the story right now for the Montreal Canadiens. It's it's ridiculous the amount of players that are missing because of uh, COVID protocol. Um, and and just uh, injuries. Just, and I just straight injuries too. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I don't even know, like, you know, at the beginning of the season, there's no excuse to the to the start uh, or the performance that the Montreal Canadiens had. But at this stage, can we really blame them for... We haven't posted something in a in a month. Um, Habs have won one game since then? Yeah, just yep. one, yeah. I mean, exactly. at the same time, there's been a lot of postpone, postponings. Is that postponements? Yeah, postponements. Yeah, anyways, you get what I'm saying. But Good at the enough. same time, like... It's 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 impossible to say that, you know, that with this roster that you just showed that's missing players, like the the number is not complete. Like the number of players in the NHL is not complete roster. This is not like house league. And they don't have enough players to to to, to put in uniform to play an NHL game. It's it's crazy times that we're living in right now. And it's it's happening all over the NHL. But the, the Montreal Canadiens seem to be taking it really badly right now in terms of all of the protocol cases. But um, I wanted to come back to that question for you, Alex, which was as we review... Uh, this year uh, for this episode for the new year new habs please um and looking back at 2021 and, and the highs and the lows what we're experiencing right now uh, and again chat um that's that's watching a huge thank you for watching uh if you guys have any takes please let us know um but is it worth everything that we're experiencing right now the, the lowest of the lows in terms of performance is it worth what we experienced during the playoffs last year 
it's impossible to say just because of hindsight. Like looking at it now, I'll say no. But in the moment, like that night on Saint Jean, like you said, I drove eight hours to show up for that game. They win it. It was just unbelievable. And like that moment, that night, I wouldn't trade for anything. Looking at it now, however many months later, it's like, well, yeah, of course, I would have preferred not getting that far if this season would have been decent. But I don't know. There's no way to know if we'll ever get that far again. So, no, I don't think you can look at it that way. It was an amazing run. And uh, we just got to take it for what it was and enjoy those moments. It is crazy, yeah. though, to see the change so quickly. Like management gone, Timmons gone, even the media guy gone. The whole drafts issues and like the the night and day difference over less than a year. Just unbelievable. And hopefully this works out for the young guys. Like, I don't even know how you show up to game motivated now this year as a player, like playing with line mates you've never heard of. And I don't know. It's, it must be tough to be an NHL player right now, especially on a team like Montreal. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully the future is brighter. I, if I could, you know, I, I agree that, that right now, I think there's just, it's like, it's a cop out that we can use for this team. You know, it's just not a regular year anymore. At the beginning of the year, there was, there was, again, no reason for it to be that poor of a performance by the Montreal Canadiens. But now it's getting to the point where, like, you can't even expect this team, which is comprised of, like, almost ECHLers, to, to, to win against NHL teams that are called Tampa Bay, which they almost pulled off, by the way. Um, but... But but coming back to the, the, the question, at least for me, I have to agree, and I'll be a bit more direct with it, is that even with hindsight, I wouldn't trade. I don't give a fuck what happens right now. That moment, that playoff run, it, and, and I'm so happy that we had the podcast at the time and that we, we took it seriously last year and not this year only <laughs> because last year was so epic to be a part of this type of situation which, first of all, you couldn't have written it written it up better in terms of a Cinderella situation for the Montreal Canadiens. Down 3-1 against the Leafs. Another first-round playoff exit coming to the demise of the Toronto Maple Leafs fans and from our hands, which was beautiful. They thought they had it in the bag. And then we all watched the Steve Dangle video and we had a laugh, okay? We saw him melt down. Mad respect to Steve Dangle. He's a great content creator. But that being said, that, that whole... You know, sweeping the Jets, Tyler Toffoli from Cole Caulfield, that ending goal from that sick feed. Uh, Arturi Lekanen after a sick backhand pass from an entry by Phil Dano and Brendan Gallagher. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't forget this stuff, dude. And yes, we lost, we lost against Tampa Bay in five. But I would not trade anything, even if it's low. We're gonna get Shane Wright. It's there's there's always a positive, dude. Like you can't trade away this moment that is gonna literally be engraved for the rest of your life. If you're somebody that likes a good time and doesn't want the paper decision always and, and what's the best on paper. But if you're a human fan and you're not looking at it from a GM perspective, how can you trade what we experienced away? 
I just don't I don't get it personally. You might have an opinion that that might go against that and I can understand it, but I just don't I don't see it that way. I mean, especially us that have never seen a Stanley Cup in our lifetimes. Like this is the closest we've ever been and I know like we cherish even the, the the in 2014 when we made the conference finals, like when we were against Philadelphia in the conference finals in 2009, I believe, or it's, yeah, 2011 maybe. I don't know. Anytime, anyway, but those those playoff runs, like as far as you get, you always cherish them, and like it's such a fun time. And making it as far as we did, like it it was like you guys said, it was just unbelievable. And just to ex- actually experience it together, which. I was afraid yeah, that we yeah. wouldn't be able to do that, but we actually yeah. did. And I think, I think we might have mentioned it on the podcast, maybe like halfway through last year or early in the playoffs. And we're saying when you look back at Montreal teams, like we remember that playoff run in 2010. Remember, we remember the playoff run in 2014. But those shitty teams from 16, 17, 18, like it's not in our memories anymore, right? Even yeah. early 2000s, we remember the Kovalev playoff games against Boston or the Koivu injury and stuff. Those are the moments that we're going to remember forever. And I think, yeah, even with hindsight, we'll take that any day and it'll be with us forever. Yeah. The bad news is, I think is that because this team is right after the the biggest high and the expectations and everything that we experienced, this team is going to be remembered for being really bad. Like I think down the line, I think that people are going to look back at this team and potentially say, like, holy shit, what the fuck happened in 2021? But I think, like you said, we have the the COVID cop-out, the injuries in COVID. I think it'll it'll be brushed aside. Every team is having COVID issues and stuff, and we'll remember it for that, unfortunately. Not that that's a good thing, but maybe the players will get a pass. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you also can't really take away the fact that we lost, like like you said, it's injuries and COVID, but we lost our three, like, most, well, I mean, arguably three of our most important players in Phil Deneau, Carey Price, and Shea Weber this season to start. Like, and you, you could shit on Phil Deneau's offense all you want, but he ate up, like, 20 minutes a night where the other team was not doing much. Like, and he was producing with Thomas Tatar and Gallagher. So, like, just losing those guys was enough to, to like, put the season in, in shambles. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, even starting off the year, uh, you know, when you look at the performance, love the guy. I, I, I really hope he bounces back. But Jeff Petrie, you know, when he was... Jeff Petrie at his best was a number one defenseman almost going for the Norris last year and he didn't even bring some like a, an ounce of what the type of player he was when he was effective this year to start off. So you take that, you add in Joel Edmondson not being with the team uh, for personal reasons. Um, you know, the expectations of, of Nick Suzuki and, and uh, Cole Caulfield to absolutely pick it up where they left off in the playoffs um just just you add in all of these things uh that have that have made such a drastic change of course but at the end of the day uh it wasn't enough for for uh for Mark Bergevin to stay um 
as GM. I think everybody was okay with the move, even us as being somewhat... Um, I know a lot of people are against uh, against Mark Bergevin. I wouldn't put myself in that category whatsoever uh, because I don't think it's an easy job to build a team, um, uh, you know, for anybody. So I think they've done a decent job at bringing the team from 2012 to where it's at now. Uh, maybe not perfectly, but, you know, it just goes to show that if you're missing those key pieces and that you're not getting the results at one point enough is enough even if you made it to the Stanley Cup finals and it's just it's interesting to see that right now and it, it playing out so um i just want to say happy new year to everybody who's joining in we got seven watching uh on a 10 right. 10 o'clock 10 20 uh, on a thursday night where the habs are not playing until january 8th or january 15th this is great. Thank you so much for joining us. A happy new year and happy belated holiday period to you all. Um, uh, which, uh, actually, welcoming in new. Um, Mega Breaches, our boy Pat, saying Francois Legault got to tie up his skates. The Habs need him. We shall <laughs> see about that. Uh, playoff run also made a bunch of new Habs fans in Quebec. Yeah, I mean... It was a magical time. And uh, again, on the theme of 2021, um, the new year, uh, and heading into 2022 here, um, if you guys have any big moments that you wanted to talk about, please share it in the chat. A like, a subscription, all of these things help the channel. So please consider that. But uh, but yeah, guys, I don't know if there's any other big moments, any, any things that you guys wanted to chat about. I know from a personal level, um, like in, in this channel, I, what we can talk about is that we had some great moments with 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 fans and and being able to, um, you know, interact with everybody. You know, Justin with his epic playoff montages. I think that was a great moment. Got picked up by a bunch of news outlets or like media outlets and and Twitter people that that reshared that. So that was an epic moment. We did the song, um, the the playoff song, and and Alex tearing it up with the outro for that. Um, we saw Alex Romanov. Uh, I don't know if that counts. Yeah, Alex Romanov was in 2021. We saw Alex Romanov in the woods, um, like in person. That was nuts. Um, LaSalle. And, and my Deep dog, in LaSalle. Yeah, my dog almost nibbled at his, um, his gentles. But, uh, but yeah, Gentle. it was... It was I was trying to be PC there. Um, so, um, yeah, any other any big moments that you guys want to talk about and, and, and you know, shifts that happened in 2021 that are that are um interesting for the for the year review i don't really have anything else no. i mean i mean we can talk all like one of the playoffs that for me was like the biggest the biggest thing um there's a lot of negative stuff that happened that we don't necessarily have to get let's into. let's touch on that then let's touch, let's touch about the negative then let's go let's go well, in we, on, on we, what we, was... we've, ta we've talked about it a bit but like carrie price not playing uh, for reasons. Shea Weber having career-ending uh, injuries, basically. Unconfirmed, mm -hmm. I guess. LTIR for him. Uh, yeah, and COVID, fuck. COVID all the time last year and two years. It's been the whole, like, it's been a disaster. <laughs> not yeah. only in hockey, in the world as well. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... There's a lot of negative this year. This like we've been focusing on the positive, but obviously, yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> what are you talking about the negative? Yeah, well, I mean, if I wanted to touch on one big negative, I think it has to be the fact that 
losing your captain. I know, I know he's 37, 38, but like the way that he played, like the, the I don't want to say the negative, but the most heartbreaking thing was seeing Shea Weber get to the Stanley Cup final last year and basically see all of his, I remember the footage of every player kind of coming and, and just giving him the most epic and intense hug that they possibly could because they knew, they already knew at that stage that this was probably his last run at, at the big dream of his. And this is a, an elite defenseman for 20 years in the NHL. You know, he's won gold, but he hasn't won the Stanley Cup. To be so close and to, to power through the injuries and stuff like that, that was, I think, the biggest heartbreaking moment that I can think of, you know, off the top of my head right now um, for, for a Habs player that just laid it all on the line. You know, it was, it was tough to see. And, uh, and I think any competitor, any, any person that, that, you know, likes hockey and, and even the peers that, that are in the NHL, seeing that, you know, there's, there's pain there. And, and also, I'd say for Carey Price as well. Yeah, it's crazy to think how many of these guys won't win a cup. Like you just mentioned, Price, realistically, it's not looking so good for Carey Price. He might not get one. But so many all-stars who just will never get it or have not gotten it. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist comes to mind. He came close a few times. Connor McDavid probably will never win. <laughs> Edmonton is just an absolute disaster. So, What is it, 1-13? Yeah, yeah, I think something like that. In the 10 and 12. 12 they've won 10 one, 10 losses in yeah. 12 or something? Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Little... I mean, I trying to segue here i don't want to touch on the negative too much but um maybe mcdavid comes to montreal in the future is that a possibility you heard it here first yeah you did no respect uh no no respect speculation portion of the show connor mcdavid um to montreal <laughs> when does it happen for you confirmed i don't know does how long happen? does he have left in edmonton five years six years Five, six years, yeah, that sounds about that right. That would work with our timeline, right? I think so. Yeah, what are you giving up? about McDavid and another negative, the Olympics is not happening. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. We won't get That's... to see a line of, let's say, McDavid, who would be on his wing, McKinnon, McDavid, McKinnon, yeah. Marshawn. No, he plays with Bergeron. But yeah. this tournament would have been incredible, especially coming out of COVID and stuff. Everyone was so hyped for it. USA is yeah. looking strong. You're hoping for another gold medal Canada-USA game. This has been scrapped as well. Yeah. So it's just well, tough. World, to juniors world Juniors too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and the thing about the World Juniors, and this was talked about quite intensely on, on uh, social media, is that some of, the, some of the players that are going into the World Juniors, like this is their one tournament. Mm -hmm. This is their moment. Like the, the spotlight is at the highest for some people that won't make it to the NHL or that are, you know, you know, this is the tournament that, that they have to miss. Um, now, I don't want to get into necessarily what, like, you know, was it the right decision and stuff like that? Um, I know that they did the same thing. They were canceling the women's tournament portion of the, uh, uh, of that, um, that, like prior to the actual shutdown of the whole thing. So, you know, there's all of these things that were happening because of the outbreak, I guess. But um, it actually, you know, it's, it's, 
it's sad to to see how how it's impacted everything with regards to the hockey world. Um, hopefully, we get back to some kind of normalcy. Uh, I mean, we just, you know, I don't know if we want to get too personal, but we just had a bout with um, COVID ourselves. And it's it's fucked, man. Like, it's been two years, and, and, and it's 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 tiring. You know, you want to get back to to just a normal, normal fucking life, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, things like hockey that are, you know, a big passion of, of especially if you're listening to, to this podcast, it's probably because you're a, a pretty hardcore fan of the Montreal Canadiens and looking for content anywhere. So hopefully it gets better for 2022. And that's our hope here with, uh, with the new year. Yeah, it really sucks, though. The Olympics, like, just knowing that it's not... I mean, obviously... COVID is a, a huge factor, but the players didn't play in the Olympics the last Winter Olympics, and it was all this money mm-hmm. dispute. And then we're finally like, oh, it's going to happen this year. And then obviously it can't happen because the players get COVID. They have to stay in China for like three weeks or something quarantining, and they can't get back. So it's it's a, it's a whole disaster. So it's, I don't know, it's... It, it's easy to blame the NHL, the IOC or whoever or COVID or like uh, whoever you want to blame. But yeah, it just sucks because the la- I don't know if you guys watched the last Olympics, but the hockey was not very fun to watch, <laughs> to say the least. Especially if you were yeah. a German fan, maybe it was very exciting for you. But to watch Canada and not recognize most of the players that were playing, it's just it felt it felt weird. It just felt like it wasn't, uh, it felt like it wasn't just like professional hockey, which I guess it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's amateur hockey. Yeah. Well, there's some people that, that advocate for that instead. Eh? They, they want to and see, you know, there was a dual tournament, like where you can still see the stars play against themselves and it would be the equivalent, but I don't think anybody like from the actual NHL wants that because they are yeah. the best athletes of that sport and to be part of the Olympics means a lot. You know, Did, I, Brad well, Marshaw came out and spoke about um, the Olympics. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said. Maybe I can get it quick. quick. Um, but basically, very unhappy yeah. um, with the with the decision to, to, like, not let them go. Yeah, he's uh, basically saying it's all about money and their... Yeah. The NHL and the NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that the players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during this pandemic, regardless how many games are missed. Yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor the agreement they made so the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not bullshit. Uh, and for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. I had to do that because he's a rat um, and I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. But uh, some would say that that's a pretty good argument. Um, I think there's different factors that we may not completely understand in terms of, you know, like the quarantine aspect, all of those things. Uh, what does it mean if they they get stuck there? If there's an, op- I don't know. I don't know. But there is that side of the argument that we're not presenting here, but a lot of people um, kind of agreeing with what has been said. 36.2K likes on this post by Mr. Brad Marshall. Um, I mean, but yeah, at, it goes to show you. At the end of the day, 
the Olympics are still happening. So like if players want to forfeit their pay and go take the risk of, of potentially contracting COVID and, and having to quarantine in my mind, they should be allowed to, to do that. But, but it may impact obviously they're, they're coming back to the NHL. No? Yeah, you're right. But yeah, so probably, I, I know, I know, why. I know, but it's, it's, it sucks for the players that, because players don't obviously, obviously players don't have the opportunity to go to the Olympics every year. And even when the Olympics come around, they might not be in their prime anymore. They might not have the opportunity to go, or they might have yeah. a dispute with the current GM of uh, team Canada, like, <laughs> like Martin St. Louis. Anyway. Um, but the only thing I'm, I'm hoping what happens out of all this is we get another world cup of hockey. Yes. Yes. So that, Hopefully we get to see a best on best tournament. Um, hopefully this time without the weird shenanigans of like the team Europe thing or the, sorry the team like no rest of sick, world I, team North America. Team North America was cool with the, with the young with the young okay, players. Hot but, take, hot take. But the team North America jersey was so ugly, dude. No, it was it. sick. Uh, what are you talking? about? I hated about? it, dude. It was disgusting, dude. You, you I have make a terrible a jersey. opinion on jerseys. I can, no. I could make a better jersey on NHL. No, you cannot. No, you can't. I know for a you fact can. that you can't. Hey, <laughs> yo, my German-themed jersey, I stick with it. It was it had good. blue on it. I honestly, no, it did not. It had yes, red, it did. yellow, and it black. It did. It had blue. Okay? No, 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 no. Screw you. Okay, I don't agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, let me let me take a look at the Team North America I'll jersey. Talk. I'll talk. Let me Team let North me America. log into my Shell account and I'll show them how bad your jersey was. You remember McKinnon's no. goal on Lundqvist? No, yeah, that was nasty. That was, oh my god, dude! That stick handle. I it literally even in slow motion, it doesn't make sense. Like were we at the that thought game? process. Or were we at one of those games? Because no, me and you went so. to went to a yes. World Cup game, and it was the junior. It was the junior player or the the young North American. No, players. we went to we went to the one we went to. The, did we? Yes, we did. I think we. Did. I forget who they played though. I, I don't. I don't think it was the because it was in Montreal. It was in Toronto. Montreal. It was in Montreal and Toronto. Oh, but are you? No, you're thinking of the juniors. Juniors, no. No. No, I remember. In, we we went to see the... Because it was we, Max Domi, Anthony Duclair and shit, no? No. Are you sure? This is bad. I mean, you're making me start, start sure. to doubt myself, but I'm pretty sure that we went to go see the World Cup qualifier thing. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. At this Maybe jersey. I'm completely wrong. Nah, this jersey's not nice. I don't like it. Wasn't I'm, it? I'm okay. sending you a picture. Maybe I'm talking about like the it. World Juniors. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, was the World Cup of Hockey are. even in Montreal? I don't think so. I think you're, you're you probably in Zurich or something. Yeah, I think it was in Europe. No. Yeah. Anyway, well, Point it was being. in Toronto, so okay, it could have been in Montreal. Maybe like a, a, a pre a pre tournament <laughs> game or something. Maybe, maybe. Um, anyways, coming back, uh, just to, to finish on the point of the juniors, though, um, they did say that they were going to potentially postpone it. Um, so what that means, we don't know, but maybe it'll be sooner than next year, um, like the holiday uh, period that we're all used to. Um, but yeah, so we shall see. Um, coming back to the Montreal Canadiens, honestly, in terms of... of uh, on ice performances, as we mentioned, the last game, um, I think the last game that they played was against Florida. They put up a good fight. Um, 
at the beginning of the game actually looked like they were going to upset them. And again, they did almost that against Tampa Bay. Um, but now we're playing against, let me take a look at the schedule. Well, we're anybody, supposed it, to play against Washington on the on January 4th, but it got postponed. The 6th against yeah. Toronto got postponed. Uh, games are postponed until 12th from what I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it says exhibition. Exhibition on the 12th, <laughs> the 13th. Because of our uh, roster. They don't even <laughs> want to count it. Yeah, potentially. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, apart from that and a, a few birthdays to Metzger Perot, uh, Alex Romanov, and um, I'm missing one more person, Harvey. like Brett Kulak, Harvey I think. Pinard. Oh, yeah, Kulak. Cool, cool, yeah. There's yeah. a lot yeah. of birthdays yeah. these days, yeah. Yeah, a lot of birthdays. So. Justin Casper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's true. Justin did have a birthday, the 23rd, a little belated happy birthday to him. Um, and, uh, Thank you. But apart Thank you guys. from that... Uh, no, you don't make it a thing. Um, it's uh, a lot. <laughs> I was going to talk about the big news, which I think is really sick, um, which is a hire uh, of Chantal Maccabi as the VP of communications for the Montreal Canadiens. I think from top to bottom, all of the hockey world love this. Uh, ourselves absolutely included um, in terms of the pedigree and reputation that Chantal has on RDS amongst her peers and even with the Montreal Canadiens and dealing with media, um, the respect that she commands uh, being um, in a male-dominated industry from, uh, she has 30 years of experience um, and to pave the way. I think this is just a great hire. Uh, I don't know what this is, this is going to mean for the Montreal Canadiens moving forward and the relations with the fans and stuff like that, but I I do know that she had a comment with regards to um, what she hoped for uh, when it came to the Montreal Canadiens and their relationship with their fans, and, it, and it's to give it back to them. Um, what that means and how that's going to play out, I don't know, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know what you guys think here, but I think this uh, that's the most uh, you know um, significant news that we have for this week, I think, for the Montreal Canadiens and positive takes uh, for, for starting 2022 at least. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, if you're watching RDS in the last thirty years, you know Chantal pretty yeah. well. So, <laughs> I think yeah. we all kind of grew up with her always either interviewing or or doing like a post game or pre game uh, kind of report. So yeah, she's always been uh, good in my book, and it's gonna be well, it's a good, great uh, signing for the Habs. And there was a funny thing from I think one of her. One of her, her co-workers at RDS said something funny because Mark Denis, there's been... I, I don't know if it's rumors or he actually interviewed as a GM for the Habs. But someone was saying that like they're going to take everyone from RDS and RDS is going to have yeah. no one left there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, do you guys yeah, no, but, do you guys know about Mark, Mark Denis? Is it for real yeah. that he's... Uh, I, it is for real, I think. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be... Because I, I love Mark Denis. Mark Denis is... Uh, He's my guy. Yeah, he's great. I feel Honestly, like he'd be better off with uh, Patrick Lalim. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. Or but Felix yeah. again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but no, it is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. No disrespect, Felix. I um, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying, Alex? No, like Justin said, like we all grew up watching Chantal on RDS and now Mark Denis too. 
you could tell watching him on RDS that he's like a cut above not to shit talk TBA, but RDS has always been better. And you could tell he's a cut above and to have another person either rumored to be interviewing or actually interviewing. It just shows that the product there has been so good and they're pumping out quality talents and uh, all the best to Makdani. I think it would be a good hire. You can tell that people respect him and he comes across very well. He's very bilingual. And uh, yeah, I'd be happy to see Makdani. I th- honestly, and he has he has not only just like a media career, you know, he was an NHL player. Um, yeah. And he does have some kind of management uh, experience, I think, in uh, the La Ligue de Saguenay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so so there is a, a body of work with Marc Denis, and I think that, you know, he's a great... Um, I've, I've, I've been able to watch him on uh, RDS and, and even on, on TSN and giving hockey takes and it's, it never doesn't make sense. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that when you, when you listen to someone and they constantly, there's very few people that I can, that I can list out that, you know, when you listen to them to speak about hockey, you're, they're rarely wrong. They always have like a level-headed take that's examining all of the options. And I think that that's where we kind of, you know, um, miss the mark as Habs fans, that we either take things maybe too positively uh, or too emotionally, and it can influence the way that we look at a situation. And um, there are some people that are in the media that are very good at being able to expand the whole horizon of possibilities, and Mark Denis is part of that list. So... Him, Daniel Brière, Mathieu Darche, Stéphane Quintal. Uh, I, I'm missing a few other names in terms of candidacy. For There's BGM. Roberto. Roberto Luongo. Roberto Luongo, correct. Yeah. Guy, uh, this guy from St. Leo. St. Leo is going to go nuts if he gets <laughs> hired. So, uh, free cappuccino. They're saying uh, um, the team wants to announce it within like the next couple of weeks. Who said like, this? It's supposed to... Is it Mark I think Denis it was himself? a new Oh, Renault Lavoie. Oh, okay. So we know he's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a bit iffy the past few years, but they're saying we yeah. should know fairly soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, all all uh, things to hopefully come in this new year. Um, we are the No Respect Podcast. Uh, this has been the episode for today, I think, unless there's anything else that you guys wanted to touch on quickly. I'll give you what, any any takers. Pretty good. All good. Great. Um <laughs> No Respect Podcast, Episode 7. Sorry for uh, being away for so long. Uh, Again, a happy new year to everyone. And huge thank you for tuning in tonight on this Thursday night to talk about uh, the Montreal Canadiens. We're we're expecting an exhibition game on January 12th. So we'll see how that plays out. And and just to tell you guys that obviously with the way that the season is going... um, kind of reevaluating uh, again just with the, the fact that you know we all have our, our full-time jobs and stuff like that uh, we may not be as uh, present as when things are actually happening um, and it's normal but uh, we'll be back you know on a regular basis not as regular but we will be back <laughs> uh, soon enough um, so again a huge thank you for tuning in with us tonight. on a basis um, some sort of basis maybe kind not of, regular some kind of but... basis yeah semi-regular uh, 
so uh, again, if you guys uh, find yourselves coming back to this channel, uh, if you're new to it and stuff like that, a like, a subscription, all things that are just completely free and optional to you guys and, and means the world to us. So please consider that. Uh, but if not, for all of you, of all you real ones out there, a happy new year, a huge thank you from the No Respect fam. Uh, and we will see you soon. For Alex, for Justin, for myself, Mackie, we are the No Respect Podcast, always reminding you to respect the... Orgasm Nation. Have a great one, and we shall see you soon. Happy New Year.